After Bargo was gone, about a year, Ronald asked me if I would do him the honor, the honor of being his wife. Well, I said, I'd have to think about that a bit. You'll have to give me some time, I said. He said, here we are, Clara. Here's the two of us. We've known each other's other for donkey's years. And now we're each of us left on our own. Your Arthur gone to his reward and my poor Margot. You and I, we could be company for each other. And I said to Ronald, yes, that's true enough. But I needed some time to think about it. Actor, playwright, puppeteer. And boo-boo kitty. And boo-boo kitty, Carolyn Gray. Shouts on Ronald George Moore. And what's this guy doing up here in Manitoba? Manitoba. 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 It's the Manitoba Money Shot Podcast with me, Ronald George Moore. Gosh, can I say this? People here might be from Portage Prairie. They've been there their whole lives. And they're devouring each other. And they're looking for fresh blood. Fist fight. That they can draw into their battles. Fist fight. I said, I'm not interested. Oh my God. Fist fight. And your body's just like shaking at the end. It's really like. Boom. Fist fight. Boom. Fist fight. Boom. Fist fight. Boom. It's really like. Boom. Small little city called Ports of Prairie, smack in the middle of Saskatchewan, Ontario. Oh no, don't go. I hear it's very scary to many, so be wary. So grab your eggs and your bread and your dairy. Get the essentials, all that you can carry. Don't stop to talk to the dead canaries, cause you'll be chatting up the cemetery. Don't like the breed. Fist fight. Boom. The pieces of shit. Fist fight. Boom. Ports of Prairie. Fist fight. Boom. It's really like Come see how big a coke can can be Throwing more shade than a cottonwood tree Hungry than you get your Chinese You love dicks but not dictionaries City of possibilities More like passable amenities Because bigger and better and peg the winnie Spinning your propaganda Boom! Fist fight Boom! Portis Prairie Fist fight Boom! Bitch Fist fight Boom! Fist fight Okay, you got a very nice thrift store. I'll give you that. But everything else... Sorry. Oh, and I, I bought an air conditioner from the Walmart. The mall. <laughs> oh, yeah, and thank you for Pallister, by the way, from Portage Prairie. Screw you and your ball jokes, okay? Keep them to yourself. Douche. My hat's off to Portia Prairie. Yo, it's the Manitoba Money Shop Podcast, 100th episode. Fern, fern, fern. Coming at you live, Lester Beach, Manitoba. Hanging out with my mom's. And uh, it's fucking 2.20 in the morning. Beautiful. Like, uh, it's been the most mild January which is like, yay for us, but boo, the world's going to explode. Global warming. <clears throat> but until then, yay, I'm celebrating with uh, a little bit of whiskey in my cup. 
because it's the return of Carolyn Gray. You just heard at the beginning of the show, Carolyn Gray, 2013, University of Manitoba, reading Carol Shields' 13 Hands, beautiful uh, rendition, and (laughs) just watching her, the talent, the amazing fucking talent that woman has. And it's so rare to catch catch it on video because it's, she's theater. And you know theater people, it's all in the moment. I mean, come on. Even a, a cell phone capture won't do any justice to the live experience. And uh, wow. I'm going to post a link at the uh, Twitter feed, the Facebook, Manta Munchia Podcast Facebook, and you're going to check it out because it's awesome. Yeah. 100th episode, Carolyn Gray, here's the deal. Let's take it back. What happened is, well, I've known Carolyn since 2003, and we've been friends, beautiful friends, good friends. Originally, like, we've been friends forever. Carolyn and I have been friends forever, and um, we talk about how what happened since that episode and uh, we started dating and now we're a thing, a hot thing, barely 21, burp, word, burp. It's a little cold now. Okay, it is January and I'm outside at Lester Beach and I'm like freezing when I'm actually shaking, so I'm going to say, way to go, 100 episodes, yay, and I appreciate you listening, really, subscribe, tell your friends, like, and blah, blah, blah. Okay, here I am back at Crap Central uh, And um, so before we get into the episode with Carolyn Gray, I just want to go through each guest that's been on the show and just kind of not really aware are they now, but more like see what they've done since COVID hit, because all these artists have been the hardest ones hit as far as, you know, this is their income. This is their livelihood. Maybe they've had to change jobs. Um, And I haven't I had certainly don't. I'm not best friends with uh, all the guests, you know, but for the most part, I'm friends on social media. So I thought thought I'd just go through and see what they've been up to and give a little report to you. Is that okay? I sure hope so. So we start back with the first guest, Derek Kixon. Um, what he's doing now is he's doing like the, he's making clay jewelry, magnets, pins. Uh, it's, it's on Instagram. You can look it up. Kixie Cax. It's Kixie, K-I-X-X-Y underscore K-A-X-X. And they're neat little trinkets that he makes with clay. And uh, you can subscribe to that channel and uh, maybe order up something. It's a Black Wolf Kixon. They actually have a new podcast called Tales from the Ripped. And it's where they invite guests on their show and they talk drugs, what kind of drugs, doing all the drugs, getting high off drugs. <laughs> Check that out. That's... Available on most of the places where you'll find podcasts. And it's a show Woke, of course, um, are doing workshops over Zoom. So you could uh, get involved in the Woke. Search that up on Facebook. Jeff Sinclair is uh, not doing any trivia shows. Man, those all got canceled pretty quick. Um, And uh, uh, our band is kind of on hold right now. But we're just uh, can't wait to get back out there. Robin Maharaj, um, she her book about Jeffrey Dahmer 
looks like uh, the the movie rights are being shopped around. So good luck to you, Robin, and I hope to uh, read your second novel soon. J.D. Renault, he is uh, he's like probably the busiest guy out of everyone. It's so hilarious. You know, he's always doing new pieces of art. If you follow him on social media, um, he's constantly chugging the chugging it out. That doesn't seem right. He put he puts on he put on a scavenger hunt. What is it? The Halloween haunt? He had uh, people going around Old Market Square downtown looking for uh, little things he kind of hid around the city, the downtown area. It was pretty cool. The guy is a machine. Uh, Joseph Schneider of Getaway Toys is now, he's doing like these elaborate movie reviews of some of his favorite movies from the 70s. It's on BitChute, B-I-T-C-H-U-T-E. Kind of like a YouTube, but I don't know, uncensored maybe? Uh, bit shoot. And of course, Getaway Toys, he's searched them up on social media. Carolyn Gray, of course, is a wonderful writer, writing. She's writing. She's writing right now, probably. Um, Keener, also can't wait to jam with Keener once we get the band going. It's me, Keener, and Jeff. Very excited. Of course, his store, Keener Jerseys. Still cranking out jerseys. I'm sure he has people all over North America, nay the world, who go get their uh, jersey needs off him. And KJ Live is his uh, kind of like his Friday at noon podcast. So um, yeah, check that out. Anna Damaskin, she's kind of off the off my radar. I think she's a chef at Gusto North. If even that restaurant is operating, not quite sure. Hope you're doing well, Anna. Lee White, man, he's, you know, the improv master, Lee White. Uh, this year he started a YouTube channel with his partner. It's called Laura Lee, uh, L-O-R-I-L-E-E, the YouTube channel. And he's teaching improv, uh, which is starting in February. So check it out. It's North American time zones. Uh, more information at itsleewhite.com. Itsleewhite.com if you want to. Do some uh, improv class. Veronica Ternopolsky. She, uh, uh, you know, love watching her do her monologue. She's, you know, she's at least she's, if there's no, uh, there's no work, at least you can keep your chops up. She's doing that. Jeff Hughes, same type of thing. Don't know much about what's going on with Jeff, but I hope he's well. Corey Wojcik recently premiered his short film uh, Europe on uh, the Actor MIP Showcase uh, YouTube channel. So you can actually go to the YouTube channel Actra MIP Showcase and uh, watch it. I think it starts around minute nine. Congrats, Corey, on that one. Kathy Herbert, you know, I know she's in the movie industry. I think they're probably going to start up soon. Kara Litwin, haven't heard a lot. You know, there's no real weddings. So DJ Little Win ain't spinning, probably. Uh, Martin R. Howell, uh, his radio show, Winnipeg Arena is on fire, still going, Tuesdays, 3 to 5 on U of, D U of W Radio. Um, also, he released two albums in 2020, Forever Princess, all new material, and uh, Canada East Tears, sorry, Canada East Years, and that is a collection of his uh, old school cassette recordings. Uh, you can go to like bandcamp.com. Johnny Sizzle One, I believe, dot com. Search him up on Bandcamp. Tim Gray, 
Dana Smith from Hunks just started their Hunks podcast up again. So you can check that out on all platforms. Uh, Bazooka Joe, um, I know he's talking with Roddy Rod about uh, a new album on the Peanuts and Corn or working together with Rod, so we should have new material out soon. And of course, Schadenfreude, his last album, is amazing. Still on my phone all these uh, months later. Uh, Frightfully Forgotten is an amazing YouTube channel. They were on the show. They're great. Uh, Every week, there's something. Generally every week. So go check it out. They review the best and the most forgotten horror films. Uh, Scott Porteous does The Workshop. The Workshop is kind of like every day at 10 p.m. Kind of like this group consensus of comics talking about jokes, writing, and blah, blah, blah. Dana Leotold, uh, she's acting in a movie called A Winter Getaway, which is a Hallmark movie, 2021. It was just debuted three days ago on the Hallmark Channel. So if you can get there, check out the executive director of, of Green Kids. Corey Falvo transitioned to Abby Falvo, uh, who did a virtual stand-up show. Um, what's it called? It's called Heads Up, a comedy show fundraiser celebrating the end of Groundhog's Day week. Oh, that's February 6th. Okay, so at 8.30, so um, you can check that out, sidedooraccess.com. Improvision, <whistles> not really a lot happening there, although they did do some Zoom shows earlier uh, of last year, and it was, it was awesome. Sarah's Epic Channel, Sarah's, that's my daughter, I'll admit it, and she's great, of course. She, she actually put up her own um, video of her doing like the Kim Kardashian thing, and it got, it blew up, <laughs> it was the most viewed thing on her channel. Uh, Leslie Hughes, Jeff Hughes' uh, parental unit, uh, Not, I don't know, hope she's okay, hope her and Jeff are hanging out, um, Snarky Remarkable, Chris Kilray, still doing the radio show on UMFM, no, UM, University of Winnipeg, uh, Two Princes, it's 10.30 to midnight, uh, Aaron Murky, he was talking about uh, the Merck shop, is now, his new YouTube channel is called Aaron Murky Dash In Character. And he just started uh, putting up some videos on that. So uh, congrats, Aaron. You know, everyone go check out that video. They're going to see a lot more stuff from him. Dan Goldberg. Dan, comedian Danny Goldberg. I uh, haven't really heard a lot about him lately. So hopefully he's doing well. Catherine McClintock is in Australia. And I noticed that she's doing stand-up at uh, Open Mic. Was it Fresh Friday Comedy at Voltaire? Congratulations. They seem to have opened up enough for an audience. Nelson Mayer, not a lot going on in Nelson's comedy world, but he did do like this best of 80s movie poll with his Facebook buddies, and I, it, had me, it had me on the edge of my seat, man, and the, I'll tell you right now, the best three comedies of the 80s, according to this poll, Back to the Future, number three, A Fish Called Wanda, number two, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, number one. It was so much fun. Uh, Chris Crossroads, he was the last show that I went to live before COVID, um, and uh, haven't seen him since. Hope he's doing well. I know he's moving somewhere. Stephen Eric McIntyre tried to get the Improv Supper Club going um, with the grand opening of the new Toad in the Hole, but unfortunately COVID shit the bed, especially on St. Patrick's Day. That really sucked, and uh, it's too bad. I love Steve. I miss him, and I can't wait for it to start up again to go visit that uh, amazing um, production. Trish Cooper is putting on a playwriting workshop as we speak with Sick and Twisted Theater. Um, Joanne Rodriguez and her band, The Sorrells, 
uh, at readerrecords.bandcamp.com. Just put out a new 12-inch single. No, 45. It's a 45, you know, side A, side B. Spring Break, and you can check that. You can check check out that video on uh, Rita Records YouTube channel. Very cool. Paul Anthony, of course, is re- reworking his uh, talent time. And, of course, that's on hiatus. But he did this little mini-series called Try Things with his daughter, which is very cute and adorable. Aisha Alpha has a new podcast with a, a partner called Shout Out Show. Get that on uh, on wherever you get your podcast, Shout Out Show. And uh, she's looking very pregnant again. Congratulations. Rusty Mattias, um, he is, of course, uh, the sound curator of Hunk's podcast and his uh, Moonrise Music Club. Remember that video, Bohemian Rhapsody? We talked about his Klingon version on the show. It was at 10,000. Now it's at 60,000 views. Crazy. Eve Rice, uh, of course, the Vov Jungle Jungle album is out, and uh, she just started cutting hair again. If you want to check out her handiwork, she cut Carolyn Gray's hair, which is on the profile pic to this episode, the blue boyfriend cut. I know, baby. That's EveRiceGallery.com. And Chad Anderson, I know he's doing a little bit of Zoom live. Uh, he's also his comedy album live with We Johnny's at comedyrecords.com. Hey, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I love you so much. Bye. Yes. Yes. We are rolling. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> it is happening. Shit, baby. Live from Crap Central, huh? Carolyn Gray. Hi. How you doing? I'm great. How, How are you, you doing? I'm doing good. I'm good. I'm, I'm from New York. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm. So it's, we've talked about doing this for a while, having you back on the show. Oh, my God. On I'm the Mental Money podcast with Ron George Moore. Oh, God. And um, <laughs> this is, for those of you who aren't in the know, Carolyn was on one of the original guests. Hell of an episode. I recommend everyone listening. Go back and check it out. It is adorable. <laughs> Why was it adorable? It's adorable, I think, because it's about an hour of flirting. <laughs> From story of our end, lives. Story of our lives. Twelve years of flirting. Twelve years. And also, for those who don't know, Carol and I have since started dating. Oh my god. And pretty exclusively at this point, <laughs> I would say. And um, I was thinking, why don't we just start... Where we left off. Sure. And we left off at that episode. We wrapped it up. It was Canada Day. And uh, it was still early in the afternoon. It was, mm. my, it was my plan, the day drunk date. <laughs> 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 and yeah, um, I had a buddy who was working at Bucaccino's in the village, so we continued our, our alcoholic <laughs> exploration there. And uh, We had a lovely chat. We had a lovely chat, had a lot of fun, a lot of fun laughs. Lots of laughs, lots of fun. Busy people, because you walk in Osborne, you get to see all these... People all these faces vomiting you haven't in the ravines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the vomiting, the Canada Day celebrations. <laughs> then it was probably, I don't know how often I saw you until our official first date. We had, did our podcast. Yeah. I came back from my first year. I came back for the summer. We did the bod- podcast that yeah. summer. Then I went back for another year. So you did go back. That's I did why go I back. didn't see you. Okay. That's right. I was back in Saskatoon. Mm-hmm. Finished off my degree. Then I came back to town and I knew it was going to be tough because I had been on scholarship for two years and suddenly I had my degree, 
was hunting for work. I haven't been here for two years. Yeah. It was super, super tough. Had all kinds of crazy jobs. Um, the first job I got back in Winnipeg was house cleaning. So wow. I was running around house cleaning. Did you know someone who owned the business or you answered an no, ad No, I paper? just answered, um, I answered, I made like five job applications online a day because I was in serious debt yeah. and I had to hustle because I knew my scholarships were about to be cut. I wanted to get my master's degree in writing. I love writing. It's what I'm really interested in. Yeah. And I didn't really think about job prospects. I just thought... I was working in another shitty job, the worst job of my life probably, and I've had some interesting bad jobs. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we want to go into that, well. but I think the <laughs> worst job I've ever had was in running a 430-seat theater in Portage La Prairie. It was the worst job I ever had, and I've, I've, I used to be like a... I used to work for lotteries in a casino, mm-hmm. and I was a human bank. And there you mean was you walk around, you have a shitload of money on. They you? strap money to you like it's like um like bombs, <laughs> like bombs. <laughs> and back then, you could smoke in a casino, yeah. and you're choking on smoke, and the weight of the cash is driving your your arches right down. They're making your arches go flat in your shoes, right? And you're dying, and you're seeing people who won't leave their VLTs, they actually decide to, because they think they're going to get lucky suddenly, they're peeing themselves <laughs> because they don't want to go to the bathroom and leave their machine. Right, someone will hawk in there. Someone might hawk in there and yeah. then get the jackpot. That job was fab- fabulous compared to Portage La Prairie. Well, what, what was so hard about the Portage La Prairie Theater? It seems like it was up your alley, right? It's really like, I was like a, people rented the theater. I, I had nothing creative to do. Um, I wrote you checks. That off. I turned the switch off. And then turned the check writing machine on. I turned off. I wrote the checks. I managed a huge building. People would fucking come in and they say, I want to rent the building. I'm like, give me a check. And <laughs> that was what I did for a year. Except people would come in and be dysfunctional. I handed in my notice with great joy. <laughs> and they asked me to defer. Yeah, so I'm like, I know I got turned down. Maybe that was the thing. I got turned down for my master's everywhere I applied. And then I'm like, I'm getting out of this town one way or the other. I'm going to apply for my master's again. Mm. The second time, everyone accepted me and gave me scholarships. Wow. Yeah. So then yeah. I had, and all the calls were coming to the Gillespie Center, and I had to hide it from my coworkers and my board. <laughs> I was so Whenever happy. the phone rang, you'd have to run to get like, it before you oh, hello. <laughs> And then I, so oh, I picked... Pizza, I didn't order a pizza. Oh. <laughs> it was so great. So it made, really made me, maybe, I don't know. You know how they say everything's for a reason. Yeah. Not, not so much. I don't think so. <laughs> there's no but reason. Maybe there's no reason. But maybe also that was something, like Portage was so bad, mm-hmm. it made me try again. I tried again. I met success. I chose... Saskatchewan because it was I thought it would be the best situation for me yeah I also got accepted at Humber in Toronto with scholarship beauty how so, long was it until you called me on that okay what September or October it was September October um of I 2019. was 2019 um 
I applied for everything, everything, everything. All I could get was um, I got house cleaning. That's right. So <laughs> I was house cleaning like a slave. I was mm-hmm. crawling on my hands and knees. What did you think of it? I thought it was really interesting because, you know, I'm Oscar and I've never cleaned a day in my life. That's right. It's like a new territory. (laughs) It was great. They told me, like, they told me what shit to buy. They told me how to do it. I'm like, this is a new world for me. Did you have a uniform? Uh, No, I could wear whatever I wanted. No name tag? No name tag because generally you would go have a way to go in and then the people would leave. Mm -hmm. Or they'd leave a code for you. Yeah. Oh, so they're not home. Even better. Two places I didn't resent cleaning. One was on Waterfront (laughs) Drive and one was on Churchill Drive. Nice. And the places were so swish. I was like, I'm fascinated. I love your style. Mm -hmm. I don't hate your guts. (laughs) Everyone else I hated. And I'm not a great cleaner and I think you know that. Yeah, um, but I'm sure you gave it 100%. I gave it 100% for sure, but it's grueling. <laughs> Three hours is the basic call, and you have to fucking do everything. Yeah. And your body's just like shaking at the end. And then I got a job at the Manitoba Métis Federation as their staff writer. Right. So I'm like, I'm so happy I'm in my trade, mm-hmm. right? We're, I'm in the communications department. Right. I'm You're writing up a storm every day. Writing up a storm mm-hmm. every day. I'm not overly taxed in my duties. Mm-hmm. Very nice people I worked with. So we're at lunch and they say, Carolyn Gray, why aren't you dating anyone? Yeah. I said, I'm not interested in men. That's true. <laughs> I said no to men. Yeah. Now I'm so fucking happy. I have my beautiful dog. Have my beautiful home. Mm-hmm. I'm a happy lady. I do. I have things that I like to do. They're like, <laughs> come on, you should date somebody. I'm like, why? Why would I fucking do it? Yeah. And they're like, isn't there anyone? I'm like, there's one guy I love that I love, but it, I see him once a year, and there's nothing ever happening. His name is Ron Moore. And they're like, text Ron Moore right now. I'm like, I'll text him right now, and we'll see what happens. Yeah. I text huh. you. And I text Ron Moore. As yeah. I often do. I just say Ron Moore. You said, yes, my queen. Yes, my queen. I said to everybody, what should I respond? And they said, my liege, when shall we banquet? <laughs> so I'm like, great. Ah, I wrote back. Banquet was the word that got me going. Banquet was the word. Okay. Because my corporation, my day job, um, we they have a Christmas kind of buffet dance raffle yearly thing and i've gone to it almost every year but the problem was it was like five weeks away right <laughs> so yes long. but okay this is great that we're addressing this mm-hmm. so i said to these gals so you're like okay there's gonna be a banquet this is a date and it was in five weeks mm-hmm. you said here's the banquet hold that time i'm like great set and then I said to the girls, I'm not going to hear from him again for five weeks. And sure enough, wasn't I right? This is the thing. Every year for 12 years, because we went on tour together. Mm-hmm. We had a fucking great time. We got along like gangbusters. Oh, definitely. So much fun. Always so much fun. Um, but then you don't hear from the fucking guy for a year. <laughs> And hey, you know, we're, we live in two separate worlds. We're in two separate worlds, right? We're in the same city, but two worlds. Will these worlds ever, ever, ever collide? I said to the girls, and then they'd <clears throat> say after, through those five weeks, have you heard from Ron Moore? 
And I'm like, no, and I'm not going to. He's not really into it. But we'll have our night, right? Yeah. We always have our night. We have a hoot. I think it was, surely it was the day you texted me. And they're always like, have you confirmed? I'm like, no, he's not going to. So I think you contacted me on the day and you said, can I pick you up at five? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, sure. So I thought, um, I thought we were coming back to your place. Oh, that's right, because I never told you where we were I didn't we were know where we were going. Yeah. Okay. So, I wanted to be a big shot and just kind of It's a big like, shot. Okay. I wore these. I came back to town, like from school, you know. I didn't have any money. I borrowed these huge boots. And I thought, we're probably going back to his place. He's probably cooking dinner. So I was wearing these huge winter boots. And he said, I'm picking you up. Now, this was that was kind of a flag. I would often meet you. We'd always meet when we met once mm-hmm. a year. That's right. You oh. never said before, I'll pick you up. So I thought, that's a little different. I wonder if this is actually a date. It was a miscommunication about miscommunication. you thinking it wasn't a date. And then I had to prove to you <laughs> that I thought we were on a date. <laughs> and I did this by telling you and showing you, I washed my car. <laughs> and I was wearing cologne. <laughs> And I wasn't drinking. Thank God I wasn't drinking. So I was the designated driver and I gave you all these free booze tickets. <laughs> and by the night we're dancing and I had so a great, great, great buffet meal. So great. Yeah. It was so great. It was a great night. But then, that was the night like we finally, because we've met like we, ever since that tour 12, 15 years ago, yeah. I don't know. And we're know. talking Green Kids Tour. Green Kids Tour. In 2008. Tour. Uh, Carol and I went across Western Canada, and if you want to hear more about that, check out our first episode <laughs> in episode seven. Carolyn Gray shoots on Stratford, Ontario. <laughs> and then yeah, it was it was a wicked night. But then then funny enough, it was probably a few more weeks before our second date. So talked okay, which was Star Wars. Star Wars. We went uh, up the last Skywalker. No, what the fuck was it <laughs> called? Last Jedi, and then. Revenge of the... Luke Skywalker. God damn it. You know what? It, the, the, the last one. We saw the third of the sequels to the That's trilogy. my question. Okay, I have a few really important questions for you tonight. When did Thompson mate? On the day of the date, four weeks later, he's like, I'll pick you up at six. <laughs> I'm like, what am I going to do with this guy? Maybe it's just because over the years, and I've been in so many relationships, I find it hard to jump back in full force, yeah. you know? And yeah. going slow... And then what the fuck happened? Coronavirus happened. So we had to move at such a slow pace in the beginning, in the first half, the first six months of our relationship was like we were doing um, social distancing walks in the park. Yeah. Like it was crazy how, because you know, I'm all about the rules. I'm Felix. I like clean and just (laughs) like I clean. I don't clean, but like I just, I'm a rule rule guy. Very clean in here. So for the pandemic rules of like, you got to stay six feet away or two meters or whatever. It's just like, I had to follow them and you were so great with it as well. And looking back, I don't, I don't know if I change much because it really, I love the slow burn it's like those, like the books that I have not finished reading on purpose because I don't want yeah. them to end. Oh, how You know, I don't want things to end. Like there's a, uh, I can't think of a series offhand, but there's uh, shows I have not watched in co- to completion because I always want there to be one. I want how to be one there waiting for me. Of course, I don't do that all the time. Like I've seen the Seinfeld sure. ending and whatnot, <laughs> like things you have to. 
Well, the Star Wars day, it was a really beautiful night. It was a gorgeous night. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. At Town Center 8. And that, that Which was, we I both think it was love. my third time going at that point. Maybe the third, second or third. Second or third. And I got you a little figure. Oh, I know you I got, did. I got you a little, was it Ray or, or Darth You gave Maul? me Ray for Christmas. Oh, it was Christmas. You put that yeah. in the mailbox for Christmas. Yeah, I love putting shit in your mailbox. <laughs> I know it's you It's one do. of my favorite things. <laughs> and of course, you know, uh, we had to be pods. We're dating now and we agreed that we're each other's pods. So yeah. uh, for, in other words, I'm doing everything I can and being careful following the rules to make sure that I do not infect your pod and vice versa. Exactly. We had a mutual respect there. <laughs> oh, and baby. And then, of course, oh, a few months later, oh, baby. A few months <laughs> later, it's code red, code red, pandemic, rosemary, rosemary. <laughs> and so now we're back to, like, you being, like, the one friend I can have over. I'm honored. So it's going good. It's going really Me and you. Really. We're really good. Phenomenal. It's a year now. Since that fateful banquet. (laughs) Which I attribute, like, my MMF friends. I left the MMF. I went on to a really terrific job after that. Where's that category? I know, but for the listeners. Prairie Fire (laughs) uh, Magazine. Prairie Fire Magazine. A long-running, established uh, writer's journal. 42 years. Local. Local shit. Yeah, local. Prairie. It's prairies. Prairies. But three women and three women who work together. Nobody's pulling any hierarchy bullshit. Mm-hmm. We all work together. But then um, got a charitable status in the 80s. What so it's mean? been a bit of a process. You now mean it started out like someone's basement? It's a newsletter, a somebody's thing. basement. Hey, now you got an office. That's right. Exactly. Right. So then it got all the, like it's a business so and a say, What did it start off as a fanzine? That kind of thing. <laughs> and then it just grew in the seventies, like and it grew into a well nationally national publication of more like what kind of literary kind of literary works are in it? Li- fiction, um, fiction, stories about nonfiction. Ghosts. No ghosts. <laughs> Sometimes it may be a ghost. Mm-hmm. A poem. Are they chick stories? Not particularly. Are there literary. any explosions? Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes sometimes oh baby um and you've been doing that for almost uh, one year almost a year, Just shy I guess. Of a year. Yeah, that's right i remember on our big date on we were the talking date, about i said i've got this new that's job that's right exactly and your co-workers were like i said i'm super scared and your co-workers said you can do it yeah. as i'm banqueting and you're giving me all your drink tickets it was great yeah it was great because i got to give it to them too it's a great night. Yeah, it was it was a monumental. It was night. a monumental Beautiful night. night. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was a great diving board and uh, having our worlds bang. Our worlds bang. <laughs> Call back. Uh, so as far as Prairie Fire goes, you're loving it. It's phenomenal. What do you love about working there? I love that, like it's um, so many jobs. Like you know, I've just talked about Portal Prairie. Um, so many jobs I find are fear-based. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I have no fear going into Portage, not Portage, going into Prairie Fire. There's no fear there because yeah. we all help each other. Mm-hmm. Nobody's pulling shit, and we all run it together, and we yeah. help each other. And mm-hmm. if something goes wrong, we support each other. If something goes right, we applaud each other. Yeah. That's Lunches like, must be fun. Lunches are <laughs> awesome. Every, t- every we're always trying to find 
something great to celebrate at lunch. Yeah. Um, I have a coworker who's a really great cook and she shares all the time. Like, it's not fear-based. And then I look back at all the jobs and so much fear I felt in different ways. And Portage was the worst. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's great because, you know, it's okay. To like your job? <laughs> to, like, you actually go in, in and be yeah. like... I like going here and everyone's going to be nice to me and mm-hmm. I'll have a pretty nice day and then I can cool. go home. And it's a non-profit? It's a non-profit. The nice thing about the magazine is like the people who work there, we make all the decisions. The board like oversees the money, yeah. but they don't tell us what to do. Oh, good. Which is good. Yeah. Yeah. So you got a lot of freedom. We have a lot of to freedom. To come in late. You are full of it. I'm full of beans. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I want to talk to you. Uh-oh. You're a writer. Yeah. You're a lover. Mm. You're a horror enthusiast. Excuse me? You're a horror. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a horror. Horror, yes. Enthusiast. I love it. And you have uh, award-winning plays that you've written. Oh, yes. That you can go and purchase online and in bookstops. Oh, yes. The Winnipeg Trilogy is all about Winnipeg. Oh, are they all based on real-life stories? The first one is the Elmwood Visitation, and that is based on the fact that Elmwood was the center for psychical research in the world in the 30s and 40s. Mm -hmm. So that is real, and it's crazy and it's so interesting and Hamilton House on um, goodness gracious Henderson? Thank you. You're welcome <laughs> is where these seances took place and you can you can walk past and this is the 1920s? 20s, 30s, 40s there was all kinds of psychic right, but the, ectoplasm the, but leaking out of orifices your play is set in the 20s uh, it's set in the 30s? 30s, okay. I can't remember. 40s? Okay. It was a long time ago. <laughs> it was. What, what year do you think this was? It was I think it maybe 2006, maybe. 2006. Yeah. Right. That's a while ago. And that's the one with, uh, the, um, what's his name, Dean? Dean Gunnerson. Dean Gunnerson. Did the effects. Did the effects. And he helped me a lot because there was like. Did the milk. The milk, the milk can. The, the big milk, milk can, can waterscape. That is exactly identical to Houdini's. And the Fonz. The Fonz. Yeah, he did it on Happy Days. That's right. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) More importantly, never mind Houdini. Who's Houdini? Who? I just just know Fonzarelli. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so live on stage you had had that A live water escape, yeah. Live, and it wasn't Dean doing it. He was mentoring the actor. Yeah. And who's the actor again? Monique Marker. Monique Marker. I call her the lion-hearted Monique Marker. She went under there. Yeah. She went in a water-filled milk can. The water's spilling out. And the cap went on and the padlocks went on. Mm-hmm. And the curtains were drawn and Monique had to escape. And he taught her how to do it. Right. And, and I was shut out of the process. You, you, you still don't know how. Still don't know how. That's amazing. I have a few ideas. But <laughs> <laughs> I was shut out. And as far as uh, how did you get Dean involved in this um, theater projects, we were trying to figure out who could help with, like, um, I had written um, it, The Escape to Be a Sign, The Lady in Half, um, but uh, because I'd done that in an earlier play I wrote with Melanie White called Three's a Shroud. 
Three's a Shroud. Yes. For theater projects. For the Winnipeg Fringe. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So we, we hooked up with a magician guy in town named David Wilder, who was, he's a magician, and he had a lady, sign the lady in half trick. Mm-hmm. So we used that in the play. Um, and um, he knew a lot about magic, so that was amazing. We did, Melanie did a thing where Tell she, me more about this Melanie. Melanie White. Melanie White. Incredible um, woman. She was your writing partner. She, we decided, yeah, she was, she was, she had had lots of different careers and she joined into um, this theater company that I was in. And then we got along great. Yeah. And, um, she was interested in writing. And we thought, well, let's write a f- play for the Fringe and perform it. So okay. we sat at her, um, her kitchen table in, like, would it have been the 80, late 80s, early 90s? Probably the late 80s. Yeah. We sat down and we're like, we made a list. What are the, like, three things you want to do in a play, three things I want to do in the play, and then we'll write the play around them. Right. So that's what we did. And, and that was Three's a Shroud. That became Three's a Shroud. Okay. And then yeah. that, so having the, the magician involved in that was a. We loved it. The first step to being. Yeah. Done. It was, yeah. We're like, okay, obviously we need magic in this place. So then we found David and he was into it and he did the show with us. And then my, so it turns out my first solo play, which was The Elmwood Visitation, also needed magic in it. It's something that I'm drawn to, I guess. Yeah. And that seems to keep coming up. Interesting. I like the impossible. Yeah. Yeah, fun stuff. Like fun stuff. The unexplained. The unexplained. And Dean Theater Project said, well, we know Dean Gunnarsson's this um, magician, escapist. Yeah. Like, and we'll you must have, him. you knew who he was I back then. I totally knew that yeah, he was famous. always doing those famous Halloween escapes. Yeah. And recreating Houdini's. Recreating Houdini's. He, yeah. he hung... Um, Outside of the old Free Press building downtown. Like Houdini like did. Like Houdini did. In Winnipeg. In Winnipeg. At, outside the Free Press building downtown. In a straight jacket. In the 20s. Uh, exactly. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Everything happened in Precisely. the 20s. Precisely. I think let's all, let's go with the 20s. Mm-hmm. And he recreated it and he was faster than Houdini. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So that started that. So theater projects got him involved or they somehow said, connected the two of you. Hey, they said... They said, we need help with these escapes. Mm-hmm. Could you help us or advise us? He read the play. He said, I love this stuff. I'll be there. I'll do it with you. Yeah. I'm coming down. I love this shit. Right. And, like, I don't know what they paid him, but they couldn't have paid him enough. The guy's, like, world fucking class. Oh, absolutely. Probably and travels the world. Travels the world, yeah. And he's just the best guy. <laughs> and he, the thing is, he loves magic and he loves all the spiritualism stuff and the Houdini and... Hamilton House. He loved the story. So right. he just came down here for probably nothing. And he taught Monique how to, he's like, I'll bring my milk can. Like, I don't have a sign, the lady in the half, but this one's going to be even better. Yeah. And he was right. It's way better. And he, he brought all his stuff down and he worked like a dog and I'm sure he got hardly anything, but he's such a great guy. I bet he got a lot out of it. Just kind of helping out and recreating, make sure it's all done well. And, well, and-, and one night, like I was... The thing that surprised me about that show was that people, like, I didn't write it thinking that seances and the um, the ectoplasm and the phenomena that ha- happens in them are real. Mm-hmm. I wrote it thinking they're not real. And this is stuff charlatans 
are very skilled at manifesting. Right. And I love that. I love that there's charlatans, like, tricking people and working <laughs> to do effects to pull one over on people. Yeah, solving the mysteries. Solving the mysteries. Um, and uh, But, like, show but, after show, I ended up being at every show. Um, people would come up to me and say, it's all real. This is all real. And I, like, I was very overwhelmed because I didn't want to say, no, it's not. I never intended that. Yeah. Are you crazy? But people would line up to tell me it's all real and wow. that they believed it. Right. And they're like, you understand it's all real. I'm like, you got my play <laughs> totally wrong. <laughs> so you had to kind of like just go along with it for their benefit or did you kind of try to like, mm, this is what I really think? No, well, you know, a guy said, somebody said to me, did you not see behind all the actors were people they were ghosts dressed in 1920s costumes standing behind them the whole time. You saw that, right? Huh. <laughs> I'd be like, no, I didn't see it. No. And then one guy said, did you see the orbs? Like, did you see the glowing orbs right. flying around the stage? I'm like, do you think I didn't they, they're playing them. with you or do you think that no, they saw No, I think saw they them? saw it. Wow. They wanted um, to see something. But then toward the end of the run, there was a talkback session, as they sometimes have, where all the actors and the playwright and whoever, whoever, will the lights will come up and then people can ask questions. Yeah, big and I was terrified because by the end of that run, I knew who was in the audience and I didn't know what to say. And I said to Dean, I'm terrified to do the talk back. I don't know what to do. He's like, he said, I'll do the talk back. I'm like, I couldn't have been more grateful. He sat there and he fielded every one of those people and he beautifully, like, because he's been studying this stuff forever. Yeah. And he knows how to manifest every effect. And the relationship continued mm-hmm. because you, you wrote his life story. Mm-hmm. You actually wrote a book yeah. on, on Dean. Dean has been Dean such Gunderson. a delightful friend. He's just like, he, I was teaching creative writing at Brandon University and he rang me up and um, he said, I want to tell you about like how I found... Real magic. He said, I'll meet you at the coffee shop in Brandon, the Starbucks. So we met there, and he told me, and, like, I just went up in goosebumps. Because, you know, if Dean says it's real, it's real. And it was, like, magical. He's like, do you want to write it? Do you want to write my story? The guy's an illusionist. I know. (laughs) He says it's real. It's kind of his job (laughs) to trick you into thinking things are real. That is so true. But I guess on this personal level without an audience, it's a little different. Well, yeah, I think it's, I think it's kind of what you're saying too. Like he got me hook, line, and sinker with that one. Right. But there's a bit of a trick to that too. But you got to read the book. <laughs> uh, and then you went on to uh, North Main Gothic. Yeah, North Main Gothic was the next one. That's the middle child the of middle your child. trilogy. Yeah. When I worked, I worked on the Sharon home on Magnus Avenue. And then we'd go over to the Yale Hotel and get hamburgers. Which hotel? The Yale. Yale. On okay. Main at Euclid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd always get burgers and fries and uh, draft, 50-cent draft, on Friday nights, mm-hmm. you know, after work. Was it crazy and wild? And- it was, no, not at all. Like, not at all. It was very blue-collar and friendly and okay. collegial and lovely. Yeah. Until VLTs got introduced. Yeah. It's about how... Uh, VLTs kind of ruined Winnipeg, in my humble mm-hmm. 
um, the actors were so amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved I loved working with them all, and uh, Krista Jackson played um, played one of the lead roles, and then Krista. And I became friends, yeah. and uh, we had just performed together in Age of Arousal before that. Who then put she, that on? Uh, that was also three theater projects. Oh. That Krista had just moved back to Winnipeg from Toronto. Yeah. So we met doing that play together, and then she was in my play. And then Krista and I worked together, and she developed Miser Middlegate with me. Ah. My third play of the, the trilogy. The third play, the yeah. end, the last one. And that was with um, theater projects in Zone Forty One, which is Krista's company, and Krista was just marvelous to work with. She was oh, I can only imagine the yeah. best dramaturge I've ever worked with. She's great. She's great. We yeah. love her. We love her. She's very so brilliant. Much. Yeah, she's she's yeah. awesome. And the Miser Middlegate was uh, amazing, absolutely amazing. Directed by Krista Jackson. Wow. Yeah. It was very good times. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And and that was where I famously called you up. That's what you called me up. I said, please come with me. You want to know? I want it, you to see my play. Yeah, because you want to know if you want to know if it's funny. And then you were watching my play, and I was watching your face the whole time. That's right. Because the mice are Middlegate. I was at the book launch. Where is it? Are I you kidding me? Oh. Now he's going down into one of his many bookshelves. I got the Miser Middlegate. He's got the book. The book. Carolyn Gray. <laughs> you uh, wrote in my book. I did? What? Look at that beautiful <gasps> picture of me right there. Oh, my God. Carolyn Gray. Carolyn Gray. Writer, actor, director, designer, educator, and puppeteer. And lover. And you won the Manitoba Day Award. And I this, did. And from what I understand, yeah. it's an award given to excellence in research. The excellence in archival research. In archival research. Yeah. Was yeah. there an actual presentation? There was or an was actual like presentation. An there was a dinner, I seem to or a lunch. Oh, my God. I got a prize. I got a... It was beautiful. A glass thing that actually smashed. But it was beautiful. What did I write? The Miser Middlegate. Dearest Ron. Dearest Ron. <gasps> oh, M.G. <laughs> I heart you, Carolyn Gray. Get the heck. And then you underline Carolyn Gray. That's really, that was really I sweet was of you to write that. I telling there? you something, I guess. Yeah, I think we've been telling each other <laughs> same things for 15 years. And now we are oh officially a couple. We are officially going it's out. It's out. It's out and about. Although we're in mostly because it's COVID-19. That is true. We've done at the beginning of a relationship, we did the social distancing dating. Yes. Long walks, two arms lengths apart. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we were so good. And yeah, we played by the rules and Hell yeah, we played by the still rules. Still together and it still still seems fresh and new and Yeah. Yeah, this is awesome. It's pretty nice. All right, Carolyn Gray. We're doing the mental money shot, uh, but we're, we flipped it around. We're flipping it around. You uh, a lot. have always wanted to give me my money shot. <laughs> Am I wrong? Or am I right? You're right. Uh, and I have to, it's the same rules apply. Okay? I'm, I have to answer 100 questions in five minutes. We're going to have a timer here. Shit. And I have high confidence I will complete this task. <laughs> because I am the one guy who knows what it takes, what you have to do to get through 100 <laughs> questions. Because 90% have to be honest. I have to give you honest answers. I can't just say gibberish. 
I just, you know, how can I sum up this experience? Ron Moore's a man of mystery. There's so many things. We've been dating for a year. Mm -hmm. I just have, I have so many questions for Ron Moore. (laughs) You're a total mystery, but you're adorable. Mm -hmm. Uh, This, these hundred questions came really easily. There's fucking adorable. I have thousands of questions for you, but here's a (laughs) hundred. And I'm hoping to get to know you even more. Well. I was kind of hoping we could rush through it. Not really. <laughs> I want to win because there's a prize. And What uh, prize do you want? I don't know. Let's find out. The Battle of Money Shot for Ronald George Moore. What? From Carolyn Gray. And... A Birchwood Burger Planner from the Birchwood Motor Hotel Restaurant. The Birch Burger consists of their signature burger loaded with matzo cheese, bacon, lettuce, tomato, onions, pickles, relish, and a hint of special sauce. The platter has your choice of fries or Caesar salad, and of course, their world-famous coleslaw. Enjoy an extraordinary destination inspired by the unforgettable landscape of Lake Winnipeg and Beaches area. The Birchwood Motor Hotel. For curbside pickup while in Code Red, Call 204-756-2596. And make sure to add that the ruler of the abyss sent you. Bill Murray or John Belushi? Bill Murray. Baconator or Big Mac? Baconator. Purple or green? Purple. Apollonia or vanity? Apollonia. Vegan meatballs or cauliflower steak? Cauliflower steak. Lake Minnetonka or Lake Winnipeg? Lake... Top, Winnipeg. Top or bottom? Top. Woody Allen or Adam Sandler? Adam Sandler. Facebook or Insta? What? Facebook oh, or Insta? Insta. Pallister or Trump? Trump. Ah, shit. Uh, pass. Spies? No, 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 I'll say Trump. Spies or FBI? No, Pallister. Pallister. Spies. Who is your favorite beetle? Uh, John. What's your favorite insect? Uh, grasshopper. Favorite neighborhood? Uh, uh, River Heights. Favorite Winnipegger? Uh, uh, favorite Winnipegger? Oh my god, there's so many. Uh, favorite one? God damn it, this is hard! Uh, Doug Henning! A favorite hamburger? Oh, that's not true! Favorite hamburger? Uh, Baconator. Want to try but haven't yet? Uh, skydiving. Something you need? Money! Morris Day or Jerome Benton? What? Morris Day or Jerome Benton? Oh, Morris Day! A favorite Stephen King book? Uh, 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 Christine. Fav- no! <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Christine! No! It's not, what the fuck is it? It's the pet, pet cemetery. No! <laughs> okay, Christine. Favorite comedy? Uh, Seinfeld. Favorite fruit? No, Faulty Towers is one. Favorite fruit, banana. Favorite cartoon? Uh, Flintstones. Comic. Favorite comic? Yeah. Uh, Daredevil. A favorite thing to cook? Uh, potatoes. Something you don't need. Uh, onions. Favorite spice. Pepper. Twenty-four point journey. When? <laughs> Two months ago. <laughs> Favorite Prince song. Uh, Aut-O-Matic. Name a Beastie Boy. Oh, all of them. Adrock, Mike D, MCA. Name a beast. Uh, a, a, a beast. Fucking werewolf? KLF or Journey? Oh, KLF! Fries or baked potato? Uh, fries. Toppings on your dream baked potato? Uh, gold. (laughs) Please. Favorite magic trick? 
The thumb. Go and look at like the thumb. The Favorite thumb. magician. Uh, Dave Blaine. Favorite street. Uh, Osborne. Do you swim? Yes. Favorite sport. Uh, rugby. That's favorite. not my favorite sport. Wait, uh, <laughs> tennis. Favorite come online. Uh, hey baby. Favorite phobia. Uh, favorite phobia? Scared of spiders. <laughs> favorite Irish food. Favorite Irish food? Uh, uh, fish and chips. Do you want gravy on it? Yes. Favorite criminal? Uh, fucking favorite criminal. Uh, favorite criminal? <laughs> uh, uh, God. Uh, Al Capone. Turkey or tofurkey? Tofurkey. Are you cute? No. Dog or cat? Cat. Do no, you, dog. Do you own a denim jacket? No. Pumpkin pie or blueberry pie? Pumpkin. Name an asshole? Uh, Pallister. Favorite hobby? Uh, uh, comedy. Something you want to learn? Uh, uh, science. Once in your, what's in your pocket? Uh, lighter. What's in your pants? <laughs> My underwear. Bad smell. Bad smell? Uh, poop. Good smell. Good smell? Uh, my desk. Name something you bluff. You bluff? Uh, uh, poker. Name something you need from the store. Bread. Something you're all stocked up on. Uh, uh, vitamins. What do you want to cook? Meat. Something you must see. Uh, next Star Wars movie. Restaurant in town you want to try? Ooh, fuck! Uh, uh, fuck. Oh, uh, Chicken Chef. Favorite restaurant? Oh, uh, Bar Italia. Something that gives you the willies? Uh, chilies. Chill. Cold. <laughs> do you believe in Santa? No. Leftover pizza, cold or hot? Uh, cold. What do you want for Christmas? Uh, money. <laughs> if I bought you a big chandelier with faux antlers made of plastic, would you make fun of me? <laughs> Absolutely not. Raisin pie, yes or no? Uh, no. Robin Williams or Tom Hanks? Uh, Robin Williams. Pet peeve? Uh, Tom Hanks. Pet you want to have? Pet I want to have? A dog. What vegetable do you eat? Uh, broccoli. How often do you shave? All the time. Do you see your dentist? Yes. Household chore you love? Cleaning uh, the floor. How much for a load of laundry? Uh, Two dollars. <laughs> cone or Sunday? Cone. Sunday or Friday? Friday. Chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. Burger or hot dog? Burger. Pecan or walnut? Pecan. Are you a nut? No. White or black? White. Chester backgammon? Backgammon. Do you believe in love? Yes. Do you believe in leprechauns? Yes. Would you pursue a crock of gold? Yes. Norm MacDonald or Mark Norm Short? Norm Would you purify yourself in Lake Manitonka? Yes. Who taught you how to kiss in designer jeans? Kelly Gray. Cookies or cake? Cookies or cake? Got cookies! Pie, yes or no? Got high, yes! If you were a cab driver, would you accept tears to pay your fare? Fuck no! Do you like my money shot? I love it! Can you believe this is 100? I can't believe it! <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Okay, stop the clock you here. You fucking did stop it. The, stop the clock. In lesson five. Okay, hold on here. Now... That was so hard. We gotta, like... Let's be... Let's be, uh... Oh, my let's God. Let's be cute let's about be, this. Um, uh, transparent here, like uh, yes. halfway through the recording of it, uh, the, the, the stopped recording. We had to re kind of set, we continued, and we kind of figured out what the time is. So, yes. honestly, I'm not sure if I made the five minutes. I think you made the five minutes. I will, I felt good about it, but it is so funny. I being on this end of the questions of how, like, you honest, you do want to answer honestly, like, favorite Winnipegger that threw me like for a loop because I'm yeah. like, oh my god, there's so many. And how can you decide? Really, you're looking like for the most famous person. Because why did I should have said Carolyn Gray? That's like an obvious <laughs> one, favorite Winnipegger. Oh my god. You know what? 
I'm gonna edit that in there. You are my favorite Winnipegger. So what did I say? I think I said Doug Henning. That's, that's that that's automatically. Yeah, but it's wrong now because you answer. are my favorite Winnipegger. Well, I'm one of your favorites. You're one. Oh my baby. god. That was good. Uh, hopefully, I won. I think you won the money shot, baby. Well, either way, I definitely won. <laughs> I feel. You're so fucking cute. I gotta get a kiss. I'm coming oh over. Oh my Let's god. This podcast on a kiss. Mm-hmm. Sweetie. Later, bitches. <laughs>